Hey, I'm Spiral Stairs from Spiral Stairs and Pavement. You're listening to Six Pack, and I hope uh, we don't get too drunk tonight. I've got time for one more round and a six pack to go. Six one six pack to go. Welcome back to Six Pack, a podcast in which a couple of old drinking buddies share some favorite tunes and a six pack of beer. I'm Gareth, and I'm joined again by my punky chum, Ryan. <laughs> punky chum. Punky chum. What does that mean? Uh, uh, as hang in on. punk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I thought <laughs> punky chum. I, thought... I haven't finished yet. So, okay, go on. Go on. Um, this episode, we've been playing music from the year 1977. Now, uh, punky chum. I'm pretty disturbed by that, Gareth. <laughs> I assume that's referencing punk. Punk, punk, punk. It's part of punky, yeah. You're my punky chum. <laughs> punky chum. I don't know why it sounds so funny. It sounds like a, I'm thinking like Peaky Blinder or something. Punky hey, chum. Uh, yes, 1977. Well, you know why that was a good year? It is the... Year that's been chosen by our guest this week, and it was the year that I was born. But uh, oh well, yeah, yeah, okay. that's right. Our guest chose it. Last week we had Lee from Madness, best band from the eighties, and this week we've got, I think, someone from the best band of the nineties. Yep, yep, I'm with you on that one. And let's find out who it is. Yep, they'll uh, dip in later, won't they? He's going to play um, one of his favourite tunes from this year later on, and it is. Special guest drinking buddy Scott Canberg, aka Spiral Stairs from Pavement. Pavement. That's a good one, isn't it? Amazing. We played a Pavement song uh, in season one. That's going to be good. He'll join us a bit later. Nice one. So you were born in 77. I was born in 77. I was six. Yep. I was living in the north of England, or the Midlands of England, sorry. Uh, In the Midlands? Where? Where? Near Crewe in Allsager. Oh, before I moved down south. So okay, mm, I don't know what sort of music I'd been listening to then. Maybe um, I don't know. Uh, Abba, probably a bit of Abba or Boney yep. M, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, won't be playing that today. We've got to drink a beer today. So what of? Um, yep. So the guys at Bintani have given us Colonial Draft Kolsch Ale. As I do this one, I'll read you what it says on the can: crisp and clean. This crafted draft is brewed by people with a love of what they do. Australian owned, Australian made. Yep, I've actually been to this brewery. It's in Port Melbourne, isn't it? It's a good drop. So uh, given to us by Bintani. Make Bintani your partner in taste and quality. Thanks, Bintani. Nice one. Speaking of breweries. Yeah. I've got an idea for our final show. Oh, yeah. What if we do a live show? A live show, Gareth. I love talking in front of people. (laughs) Can't get enough of it, but go on. Why don't we go into a brewery and do a live show? That is a good idea, actually. Watch this space. We'll reveal more as the uh, season progresses, I reckon. Yeah. Okay, so 77, obviously introduced you as a punky chum, because that's kind of, well, when <laughs> punk <laughs> punk was kind of breaking through, I guess, or had broken through in 77, was pretty um, up there. Well, that was the big year, wasn't it? Because you had the Sex Pistols in England, the Ramones in America, and the Saints are coming out of Brisbane from Australia. Yeah. Not, not sure if we're going to play any, any of them. We'll find out and see. Yeah. But punk did hit. And um, I'm going to delve into a little bit of that, and I'm going to do some, like, random ones as well. What about you? Are you... Bit of punk. Yep. Bit of random ones as well. Yeah. Let's see what we got. So you're up first, I think. This one is a... Um, it's a pretty obvious one, but I felt like I had to play it. It's British. 
influential. How about we play it and we'll uh, come back and chat about it. How about we do that? And drugs and rock and roll is all my brain and body need. Sex and drugs and rock and roll is very good indeed. Keep your silly ways or throw them out the window. The wisdom of your ways, I've been there and I know lots of other ways. What a jolly bad show If all you ever do Is business you don't like Sex and drugs and rock and roll Sex and drugs and rock and roll Sex and drugs and rock and roll Is very good indeed Every bit of clothing Ought to make you pretty You can cut the clothing Grey is such a pity I should wear the clothing Of Mr. Walter Mitty See my tailor, he's called Simon I know it's going to fit Here's a little bit of advice You're quite welcome, it is free Don't do nothing that is cutlass, you know what they'll make you be They will try their tricky device Trap you with the ordinary Get your teeth into a small slice The cake of liberty Sex and drugs and rock and roll. 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 That is, of course, Jury, yeah. that is Ian Jury and the Blockheads, Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll. And he was such an interesting guy because um, he had polio. Mm. We often refer to um, how influential stiff records were. And I read his autobiography and the stiff records guy sort of talked about, you know, is it possible to get someone with a disability a number one record? Mm. And they actually did that with his bigger song a couple of years later, Hit Me With Your Rhythm Stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how much of a great song is it? Yeah, it's cool. And they were good players as well, Blockheads. And um, we mentioned it a little bit with the Killed on the High Roads with... Um, yeah, Leave From Madness. Yeah. That was his band before the Blockheads, <clears throat> yeah. Kilburn and the High Roads. Pub rock kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Dig it. So what else was going on in 77? So Sex Pistols were obviously kind of... Yeah. Breaking through big time, man. Yep. 
They got signed by EMI. Yes. Then they got dropped by EMI because they, they had that. They swore um, on the interview. They called didn't someone they? a dirty, dirty fucker and a dirty rotter. That would have been outrageous yeah. on British TV. Yeah, so all over the it? tabloids the next day, Filth and the Fury. And, and even stuff. though now it's commonplace to drop the F bomb on like normal TV, you can just do that. Yeah. But not back then. And I think it was like an evening show, so it wasn't like it was a late night thing or anything. It's funny how things change like that, isn't it? Sid Vicious joined the band that year as well. Okay. So prior to that, it was yep. Glenn Matlock. Yep, yep. Kicked out the band. And it was the Golden Jubilee that year. So yep. Sorry, Silver Jubilee that year. Was that 25 Se- years? Yeah. So yeah. 77 was uh, yep. Silver Jubilee and yep. Gold Save the Queen came oh, yeah, out of course. As, uh, as that week that the Jubilee was happening. And there was the famous boat trip down the Thames. Do you know about that? Oh, with the Sex Pistols. Sex Pistols yeah. and Richard Branson. So Richard Branson, oh, the yeah. Virgin, yeah, side, ended up yeah, signing yeah. Um, Sex Pistols. So Richard Branson was down there. They all got thrown off the yeah. boat or something. got arrested as they were trying to take the boat in front of the House of Parliament. Um, and Richard Branson was on there, which is kind of weird, isn't it? Who's just been in space, He's incidentally. Now, now, off the back of that stuff, has become a billionaire and he's gone into it's space. in space. Wow. I've got another space story. Oh, yeah. Go 77. on. Do you know about Voyager? Yeah. You know what Voyager is? Um, uh, Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> <laughs> I know Voyager was... You know, uh, it was... Uh, I thought Voyager... No, Challenger was 86. Not the space no, shuttle. You, you, so Voyager you, was this... You have to tell me. ...was this probe that they sent off into deep space, mm-hmm. going around all the planets and photographing them yeah. as well as it could. It was going, it's still going. It's still going way, way deep space beyond... It's still going. ...beyond the solar system. It's yeah. still going. The Voyager 1 and 2 they sent up there. So it's still out there taking yeah. photos, 40... Well, it's, I think it's probably lost contact with us now. Oh, I'm okay. Sure, but it, it yep. went out beyond, you know... Yep. ...took pictures of Uranus. Yep. And um, the, they put on it, they put on this gold disc on it... The one that um, they were going to put a George Harrison song on. Well, they on. wanted to put Here Comes the Sun on it, but they wouldn't, wouldn't and, allow them. And he and George Harrison got really pissed off that yeah. they wouldn't allow them. Yeah. yeah. Couple, this gold album that's been sent off into deep space with etchings of, you know, humans on it. Yeah. And, uh, do, and, do you and know music. what songs it had on it? Johnny Be Good. Oh, great. That was the rock and roll one that oh. they put on it. And plus a whole load of, you know, the sudden indigenous music and yeah, yeah. various different. Chuck Berry's a good representation of humans. <laughs> that's a good so. song. Yeah. yeah so that, that's. Um, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Cool. What have you got up for us? All right. So I'm going to go punk, I think. Yep. Um, this band saw the Sex Pistols play in Manchester. Oh, yeah. Like most yep. um, bands around there. Yeah, them. I know. It's, and it's, uh, let's it, hope it's not it, Simply it's Red. It's not Simply Red. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Simply Red. But this is their first single. Uh, and I thought I'd play this one. Yeah, number two. Song of Boredom. 
Dum-a-dum. guitar solo yeah so that was the buzzcocks what was the song called you're not supposed to say the buzzcocks oh is it is it just buzzcocks just call themselves buzzcocks okay so that's buzzcocks i always always thought they were the buzzcocks okay Um, so it's buzzcocks if we had a band would be called punky chums not the punky chums right yeah um Bought them off their first EP yep. um, when Howard DeVoto was still in the band. So when they started, Pete Shelley and Howard DeVoto who went off to form a magazine afterwards then. Yeah, so, yeah. But um, yeah, Pete Shelley's the main songwriter. And the big hit was Have You Ever Fallen In Love With Someone You yeah, Shouldn't Have Fallen In Love With. One, yeah. He does the vocals on that. Uh, who are the vocals uh, from this one? If Is it that... wasn't Pete Shelley, then it was probably Howard DeVoto, I think. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I like them. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So there was a Sex Pistols gig that everyone in Manchester went to. Yeah. So Joy Division were there. Yeah. Mick Hucknall from Simply Simply Red. How did he slip in? Tony, um, what's his name from... uh, Tony Wilson. Tony Wilson from from, Factory Records. Factory Records was there. Apparently they were all there. Yeah. So other music that was big, so the biggest stuff around there. Well, well, I'm thinking, I know in Australia, I'm sure it would have been ABBA or something yeah, like so that. so the biggest song in the UK was ABBA. No, okay. me knowing you. Oh, God. Uh, second biggest was David Soul. Uh, no, who's that? He was in Starsky and Hutch, but he had loads of songs in the charts no. that year. Well, so he's American. Yeah. What was his song? Don't Give Up On Us, it's called. Okay. That's a message to the listeners. Don't give up on us, listeners. And Elvis number three, which we'll, well, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little yeah, bit later on. Yeah, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Yep. One of the big ones I remember from then is Mull of Kintyre. Wings. Yeah, Wings. Yeah. yeah. Bagpipes and... Uh, I'm not a huge Wings fan, are you? You know, like, it's kind of... It's, it's a bit, bit, some good catchy stuff. It's, bit, it's, really it's a bit rubbish. Like, I know we're potentially cutting off Macca coming on the show, <laughs> but is it... Uh, Mull of Kintyre is not exactly as as no. man, was it? No. Mm. I don't know. Alrighty, so you got your second tune then. Yeah, so my second one, I'm going to play a cover, and the original came out, I think, six years earlier. It was written by a really, really young guy, like really young, and these guys covered it, and I believe, version we're going to hear in this instance, they were dating the cousin of the original songwriter. The original songwriter was Shuggy Otis, which, you know, people might know. Let's have a listen. All right, sounds good.
the Brothers Johnson with the Shaggy Otis cover, Strawberry Letter 23. Mm. I know the original. I love the original. Yeah. I've never heard that one before. It's fantastic. And as we're saying, Quincy Jones, who you're a big fan of, and like how smooth and like funk bass is it and all that sort of shit. It's got the funk. It's got the funk. I was going to ask you, Gareth, from a production point of view, what would have happened if Quincy Jones had got Buzzcocks or or the Sex Pistols (laughs) into the studio? What would have happened? Imagine. It's pretty interesting, Mm. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, very cool. 
So anyway, there you go. Brothers Johnson, Strawberry mm. Letter 23. All right. So now it's time to go over to Scott Kenberg, a Zoom conversation we had with him. And he's going to tell us about his favorite tune from 77 and a bunch of other stuff. We'll just talk about pavement. And it was a great conversation. Hi, Scott. Hey, guys, Scott. Hey, Ryan. How you going? Are you guys from uh, Melbourne or? Yes. We're I'm in Mount Martha. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So not too far away. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been living in Oz for? Oh, we just got back in um, in August. Uh, we were in Mexico for the last four years and uh, before that LA. And then that's when we originally left Oz. You know, this last year was supposed to be uh, the pavement year. So uh, mm. it's kind of thrown everything a little bit. We were in Mexico and we were supposed to kind of the idea was to do the pavement tour and then come to Melbourne and uh, restart everything again. But now... <laughs> I think we've all hit pause for the last yeah. year and a half and uh, hopefully things will start um, yeah. waking up again soon. So, yeah, so I did see that Pavement was supposed to be playing Primavera Sound. Yeah. That's yep. a great festival. So are you intending to do that next year? That yes, yes. We're doing it in uh, June. And then we've got like a, a full tour uh, starting in uh, in September around, you know, just North America or Europe and then hopefully Australia, New Zealand and uh, early part of 2023. That'd be great. I mean, I've been over here for 10 years now, or just over 10 years actually. And that I think the week that I moved over here is when you did the last reunion show. Oh, and, okay. and and then so that was kind of good timing. Did for you see? You here, saw right? the shows in Melbourne? Or? Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I think I think those were probably pretty good. Those were the very beginning of the tour we did, and we were doing really long sets, so you guys were probably pretty lucky. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of songs or maybe not you know maybe we were just kind of probably learning relearning the old tunes. Yeah. now the first time i heard of you guys was actually on john peel it wasn't your version of the song it was oh, a wedding present yeah, you saw Wed- it you heard the wedding present i remember quite clearly hearing box elder um the wedding present version uh-huh. and um from that point onwards it was like oh yeah who, who's this pavement lot and then i think shortly after that i think i would have seen you first at a sideshow at Reading Festival, like a secret show at the uh, Trade Union show, and that was mental. I know you probably don't remember that, it would have been 92 or something like that, but. Was a distant voice, maybe made the choice, but I had to get the fuck out of this town. I got a lot of things to do. A lot of places to go. I remember some of those shows, but yeah, a lot of them are pretty crazy. But but I do remember the the wedding present thing because you know I had just put out that first single myself, and and uh, all of a sudden I remember a friend of mine saying like you know John Peel played your played your song, and where I'm like, well, how did John Peel get our seven inch? And they're like, oh, this band, the wedding present, covered you, and. <laughs> <laughs> like what <laughs> i didn't know i i'd never heard the wedding present either so i was just gonna like well who's this band covering us and <laughs> that's kind of how pavement started really in england you know we started in america but it was just like fanzines but in england with john peel and the wedding present that's kind of how we how it all started such an influential person, John Peel. I mean, yeah. at that age, I was where all my music came from. So a number of artists that must have had a break from being played on Peel. You know, some great stuff there. 
It was funny for me being in Australia. I had a sort of a bit of a different experience with you guys. I think I first saw you at the Somersault Festival, which mm. was um, 1995, and it was a pretty cool lineup. It was like um, Beck, Sonic Youth, yeah. um, The Amps, and stuff like that. And I also re- I remember watching the Larry Sanders show, and there was a scene in the Larry Sanders show <laughs> where the uh, the Booker um, talks about if only they could get pavement on. Yeah, do, you, do you remember that? Oh my god! You know what? I just you you just reminded me of that. I don't think I've I don't think I've thought about that for <laughs> how long has it been? Thirty years. Yeah, I thought that was such a good TV show, and I was like, "That's the fucking coolest thing I've ever heard." Right. That's right. <laughs> That's funny. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Somersault. That that was a really fun, really fun tour. That's how I met. I mean, I didn't meet my wife then, but she she saw pavement on that tour in Brisbane and. She's obviously Australian, is she? Yeah, she's from Brisbane. The classic story of that's why why <laughs> you're in Australia. It's a familiar story. Pretty much. I mean, I would come here all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, with pavement and stuff, we played a lot. We we came a lot and met a lot of really great people. But I would come. You know, when I was doing my solo stuff, I'd always come over and play. Yeah, yeah. And I was living in Seattle, so I would try to. I would escape the really terrible winters of seattle i'd come here and it'd be sunny and you know everybody would be drinking beer and <laughs> go down to the pub and you'd see like some guy from you know the hoodoo gurus or something and you'd be like oh my god it's the greatest place ever do you feel yourself immersed into the aussie music scene um, now do you think i think so i think so i mean i've i mean i didn't really know a lot of about some of these bands growing up and and uh the more i've kind of visited here it's discovers so much more music and it's a pretty healthy scene in melbourne and in brisbane over the last 10 years it's like so many great bands have come out of here yeah it's insane you've got that rich heritage of of the go-betweens and the saints and and those guys from brisbane and uh, i did a tour solo tour uh, a couple years ago and there were all these great aussie bands on tour i'd never heard before like rvg and uh stroppies and like uh, tons of cool bands, great stuff that holds up against anything in the, the old lexicon. Yeah, it's funny. It's just where the arse end of the world, I guess you could say. And um, yeah, you know, you know, there are all these really cool bands in the 60s and 70s who no one ever heard of. And then I guess eventually ACDC broke through. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, I just got that book. Well, I've, I've had it for a long time. It's called Dig. I don't know if you know about that book. It's like the Australian music scene from like the 60s. Through the oh, okay, cool. And it's very interesting. It's like it's tons of bands that you, know, you just would have never heard of and, and um, are, you know, just as seminal as, you know, bands today. Should we talk about 77 a bit and maybe tell us why you chose it? Yeah, I mean, it's funny, you know, like 77 is kind of a, you know, a pretty seminal year for me. Uh, uh, I mean, ACDC was on the radio in America where I, or in California where I grew up. It was like classic rock, you know, like, I mean, it was new, but it was like, you know, it was just classic rock radio. And I think I was 14, 77. No, I was 12, 77. So it, it, it just, for some reason, it's just that, that year, there's a few bands and a few things that happened that kind of changed my life, really. It is funny that kind of age of 11 or 12 seems to be the, the that's your music then. Isn't I it? never had an older brother older sister, whatever, uncle, I think I kind of just found music through the radio. 
Through the radio. When I heard the song I'm about to talk about, when I heard that song, it was so different than anything else on the radio. I mean, it's like, I guess it's like people when they say like, oh, when I saw Bowie, you know, doing Space Oddity, it changed, you know, like it was so different. It's the same thing for me. Tease us a little bit about what song you're going to be playing for us. I'll give you a clue. The band looked like they were kind of, could have been from outer space. Um, They wore costumes. No, they were not Kiss, but basically they were the same thing as Kiss. I think I know where you're going. Who I was totally into at the time as well. Yeah, they didn't wear makeup like Kiss. Um, And uh, (laughs) the song is a cover song. Ah. It's actually not their song. It's actually a cover song. Satisfaction, or Amazing. I can't get no satisfaction. I mean, listen to it now; it's like Captain Beefheart. You now it's like it's like uh, they were like uh, so weird. That one just leapt out at you back in 1977 in California. I can see why. It's a pretty cool song. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously you know you heard the the Stones version and you know growing up and stuff, but like this version is it doesn't sound anything like the Stones version. So could it easily be its own song? It doesn't have the dan, 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 no. dan. There's none of that in there, which is weird no. for a cover version, isn't it? Yeah. So it really doesn't take that at all. Yeah. I heard this story about uh, 
because Devo is kind of worried about, uh, I think they thought they needed the Stones approval to put the song out and they didn't really need to, but they, for some reason, the management played the song for, uh, for Mick Jagger and they were in the same room as Devo and Mick Jagger was kind of like, just not really into it. And then all of a sudden he he like got up and started dancing. He's like, Oh yeah. (laughs) I mean, that would be the weirdest thing ever, you know? (laughs) That's such a great version of it. Did, um, Did uh, you guys ever do some interesting covers that you're kind of, did you ever take the cover route? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we did, we did, we did like a, a pretty good Echo and the Bunnymen cover, Killing Moon. Uh, oh yeah. I think we did a clean cover once and maybe uh, a Credence cover. The best was the Echo and the Bunnymen thing because Pavement was pretty influenced by the Bunnymen and um, I was pretty proud of that. Yeah, 77, what a, what a year. So you you said you were about 12 in 77. We often like to throw a few pop culture facts in there. And so a big, big thing was Elvis died in 1977. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Do you guys remember Elvis dying? I sort of remember it. He was definitely a huge thing in, in my family and in America. But like my uncles all saw him live and the records were in our house and he was king of rock and roll you know and um you know hound dog was probably one of the first songs i ever heard live and i'm sure devo you know i'm sure devo was like completely obsessed with elvis yeah i think pretty, pretty much everyone's an elvis fan yeah. aren't they some he changed he changed everything and, and he was only 42 i was just like it's crazily young you know right uh, well he was pretty fat so he probably yes. was going on 62 <laughs> yeah and all the prescription time. drugs and all that all that business <laughs> I read a Elvis book and it's just like hearing the stories about what he was doing and stuff was just so weird. So Yeah, weird. I saw a documentary on him and apparently in like the sort of last three years, he was doing like 280 shows a year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, that were all like really bad, you know. Good on a YouTube wormhole with Elvis and yeah. his later, later shows. I mean, it's it's really weird. When you guys were touring, like, how many shows were you guys doing at sort of at the height? Uh, of- I don't know. We we probably did like, you know, a hundred shows a year or something. And is it a bit different now when you know you're all a little bit older and as opposed to being in your twenties? It's a different thing. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you're in your twenties, you can sleep on people's floors and and stay up all night and, and, you know, play guitar the next day. Like, yeah, you wouldn't, I I couldn't, I can barely drink half a bottle of wine and uh, start the car the next day. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) But I try, you know, like. (laughs) So we talk a little bit about beer on this show as well with it being six packs. So uh, I know, so now you're living in uh, the Mornington Peninsula. You're a wine drinker, I suppose, rather than um, necking the beers these days. Oh, you know, I I like the wine, but, uh, you know, I do like the beer. I mean, beer definitely in Australia has gotten a lot better. And if I could actually get good mezcal in this country, I would 
probably be drinking Pascal <laughs> right now, but <laughs> it's like every single town now has a, a gin distillery and a beer and a, <laughs> a brew pub, right? Mm. Which is great. You know, it's great. We've got lots of friends down here and, and uh, it's a nice place to be. Uh, I'm trying to finish this new solo record. And um, yeah, tell us about that. I did the demos in Mexico. Okay. And we were supposed to record in LA in March of 20, uh, 2020. And, uh, and then COVID happened. We moved here in August. My band in, in LA just kind of played to my demos and then they sent everything back and I did all of the overdubs and singing. And then like, it's just taken forever to kind of get it all together. And I have to go over on a ferry to finish the uh, bass tracks next week. So oh, to where? Oh, I go over to Point Lonsdale. Oh, okay, cool. But you know, it's easier to take the ferry, which is a great, great way to do it. Yeah. So hopefully that'll be soon and hopefully we can do some shows. I know you did Preston School of Industry, but this is coming out as Spiral Stairs. This is another Spiral Stairs record, yeah. yeah. It'll be my fourth Spiral Stairs record. But I'm going to do a Preston School reissue of the very first Preston School record, mm. um, kind of around the same time this comes out. So, And then pavement, and then the pavement thing will happen. going to be a busy next few years, I imagine. Yeah, there's a lot to think about. Are the other pavement guys all in America, or are they spread yes. Yes. Yeah, right. They're all in America. Malcolmus is in Portland, Bob's in Iowa, West is in Virginia, and Mark Eibold is still in New York. So it's, you know, we're all supposed to get together in May and uh, start, you know, reuniting. I'm absolutely very excited about um, hopefully seeing Pavement or yourself, Spiral Stairs, once you've got your um, album coming out, playing in Melbourne again. That's going to be excellent. I hope so. I hope, yeah. And unfortunately, Australia and New Zealand is going to be last on the tour. But that's just because I live here. So <laughs> that's fair enough. we look forward to thanks it. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah. It's been fun. Thanks for chatting to us. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All right. See ya. Well, that was good, wasn't it? We just had a chat with Scott Camberg from Payment. I thought it was interesting chatting to him about um, Elvis and, you know, the Larry Sanders show and all that stuff. Yeah. So Scott says he's got a new record coming out soon that he's been working on and you should check out his uh, Spiral Stairs record he made last year. We want to be hypnotized. So check that one out. Cracking on. I've got to play you a tune now. You, you do. I might change it up a little bit. We've been yep. a bit punky up to now. Yep. I'm going to go flip it the other way. Yep. This one was apparently written for a TV commercial, first of all. Okay. Um, and I think I, I actually only heard it recently. It's the sort of thing you hear in bars in Northcote these days, but uh, have a listen to this one. Beer number four. Song four. When I wake up in the morning light, I pull on my jeans and I feel all right. I pull my blue jeans on. I pull my old blue jeans on. Got the money in my pocket 
but I definitely want to go out and buy a pair of blue jeans, Gareth. Um, I was trying to guess who that was, and mm. I said, like, Harry Nielsen or someone like that. Uh, tell me you where- said where, Leo Sayer as well. It's not. No, no, no. It's David Dundas, who I don't oh, think- I, I think that? it was a one-hit wonder. Oh, okay. I don't think there's any other- So, it's British, yeah. I think. Written for a jeans commercial and then was a hit, and I don't know much about him, other than he went on to do the music for With Nail and I as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Kind of strange. Yeah. That wants to cleanse the palate a little bit after all the punk. After the punk, I sort of see like um, like one of those sort of classic sexist seventies ads with like an attractive girl pulling on skin tight jeans or something. Or is that just my mind? I think that's just your. That's just my your, mind. In, your internet searches. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned Elvis dying in seventy seven. We did. So yep. Boland died as well in seventy seven. He drove into the tree. Yeah. Someone was in the car. His girlfriend was in Laura the car. Laura Jones. Yeah, who did Tainted, the original yeah, Tainted that's Love. Right, yeah, she yeah. was driving, I think, and she oh, crashed wow. the car in, um, in South London in um, Barnes, up in past the tree that he died. It's amazing how many people did die in um, car accidents, wasn't it? Like we Eddie Cochran and James Dean. Seatbelts. That's probably yeah. a fair point. He was amazing, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah. We'll have to play some T-Rex in We will. And, and um, he was from Stoke Newington where I lived in London and in the um, Stoke Newington library they had his uh, bowler hat. All right. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Films that came out in 77? Ooh. Um, Saturday Night Fever. Oh, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, so John Travolta. Yeah, that BG soundtrack. Yeah. All those hits from that are yeah. just deeply ingrained in our yeah. culture these days. So yeah. Saturday Night Fever. I'm um, talking How Deep Is Your Love, all that stuff. Well, probably the most famous Belgian song came out in 1977, Plastic Beton. Oh, yeah. Sur mon lit à bouffer sa langue en buvant Prends mon whisky quant à moi Peu dormi, vie débris Mais j'ai dû dormir dans la gouttière Où j'ai eu un flash En quatre couleurs Allez hop, un matin Une louloute est venue chez moi Poupée de cellophane, cheveux chinois So that's one of my also rants. Yeah, and that's a funny one because, like, I guess it's jumping on the punk bandwagon but it's, like, really polished Super and Super pop Yeah Super pop and there's a few others. Uh, there's this kind of weird, cheesy sort of disco thing. 
um, sort of synthy thing. Have a listen to this one. I'll just play a little bit of it. It's a French synth pop thing called um, well, Magic Flies, the name of the track. Okay. Yeah. Sounds kind of like Kraftwerk meets Donna yeah. Summer kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, have you got any also rands as well? I do. I thought uh, this is a pretty obvious one. Um, there was a huge album out of New York. Um, you know, everyone knows that Marquee Moon by television. Mm, this is a pretty one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. This is a pretty cool song. It's actually the first track from it. You know, this one. Yeah. It's a pretty obvious one for 77, and I was just um, reading about it. They did demos with Brian Eno, oh, right. and they actually rejected them, saying oh, wow. saying they weren't what they were after. Oh, that's weird. 77 was when he was working with Bowie. Eno and Bowie were doing the low low and stuff like that. Yeah. So they, they recorded demos with Eno in December 1974. Wow. Television frontman Tom Verlaine did not approve of Eno's sound. Amazing. He recorded as very cold and brittle, no resonance. We're yeah. oriented towards really strong guitar music. There you go. That's a good one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Cool. I've saw them uh, play at Glastonbury. Television. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was off my tits, so. <laughs> <laughs> what year was that? Oh, mid 2000s, I think. And, and also, um, you and our mate Louis went and saw them at the Palais in St Kilda, yeah. supported by the Twerps, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you, you forgot about that. <laughs> like, luckily, I can That's remember, right. listeners. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 I wasn't there. No, yeah, I, great. I didn't get offered the free tickets, <laughs> but. Uh, and uh, I guess they'd have been playing CBGBs with. Um, yeah, the part of the New York sound, aren't they? Talking Heads would have been there, Blondie, yeah, yeah. the early records out then as well. So, yeah, would have been fun time to be in New York City, I suggest. Yeah. But you've got to play your final tune for us. I do. And we're going completely different. Have a listen to this one, Gareth. If you think I laugh louder than anyone here If you think that my volume's too high If you think I laugh loud You ain't heard nothing yet You ought to hear me cry If you think I talk louder than maybe I should Well, I guess I'm just that kind of guy But if I talk loud and laugh loud You ain't heard it all You ought to hear me 
was that one that was you know who that was everyone knows who that was that well was. I don't know the song Willie Nelson yeah he's such an interesting guy Willie Nelson there's great footage on YouTube um, he got a record deal he tried to be a songwriter and he he got a record deal with RCA and there's footage of, of him like with a short back and sides and right. clean shaven for the pigtails and a suit he's trying to do songs and you know and he's not the best looking guy of all time and he really doesn't suit that early 60s aesthetic. Mm. And so what he did is he, he gave it a crack, could write some songs, failed. Well, he wrote some big songs. He, he wrote huge songs. I guess most famously Crazy by Patsy Cline, right? Crazy. Like, and that's crazy just, for me yeah, so like what an amazing song. Always on my mind. You were always on my mind. Yeah. Yeah, which the Pet Shop Boys covered, of course, as well. well um, and Elvis. <laughs> and Elvis. And Elvis. <laughs> You know, obviously a brilliant songwriter, but he retired to Austin, Texas. He gave up on trying to be a star and just grew his hair, grew the pigtails, started smoking weed, and the rest is history, mm, as they say. And he's still uh, going strong, isn't he? Yeah, and we can't wait to get him on the podcast. It's going to be good, <laughs> isn't on, it? Willie. We need Willie. Yeah. Ryan needs Willie. <laughs> Keep him in. All right, so um, my final tune then, I'm going to go completely bonkers it's a seven minute tune but I'm not going to play the whole thing yeah uh, by a duo who'd had some hits earlier on in the 70s yeah and this is their most bonkers one so let's have a listen all hit radio all right you're listening to all hit radio and it's 53 degrees at 13 minutes past the hour and right now in our all request line I've got Mike Ledgerwood on the phone hey babe what would you like to hear Hey, babe, I'm sorry. I can't hear you too well. You're going to have to speak a little closer into the phone. Okay, babe, what would you like to hear again? We are observing your Earth. Hey, Mike, I'm sorry, babe, but that's not on our playlist. And by the way, you sound great over the phone. Anyway, if you give us your request, we'll be glad to play it for you, babe. So let's hear it. We are observing your Earth. Oh, uh, listen, Mike, I'm sorry, babe, but we can't... And we'd like to make... I'm sorry, Mike, we... There's... A contact uh... with you... Baby. Beer number six. Song six. In your Beer mind. Six. 
capacities, you know. To telepath messages through the vast unknown. Please close your eyes and concentrate with every thought you think upon the recitation we're about to say. of interplanetary craft Calling occupants of interplanetary most extraordinary craft Calling occupants of interplanetary craft Calling occupants of interplanetary craft
that's a seven-minute extravaganza. What a cool song. So uh, that was The Carpenters. Calling occupants of interplanetary craft is bonkers. That intro was just insane, Gareth. It had, like, Doctor Who style. (laughs) What was going on there? Well, Ryan, it was the aliens making contact. I love the Carpenters. Yeah, the brother and sister duo. She, yeah. was, she was a drummer. She was dead a few years later. She died of um, anorexia, yeah, didn't yeah. she? Poor, poor thing. But, um, yeah. uh, I could have played cool stuff like, you know, Bowie's something off Low or something like that or Suicide or... Nah, uh, that's a good one. I like Wire that or Talking Heads yeah. all came out that year. But no, let's I played the Carpenters. Yeah, no, good one. Sweet. So that, that's a, a wrap for 77. Yeah, and wasn't it cool to have Scott from Pavement come on and play a Devo song? That was really good. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you very much, Spiral Stairs. So we're going to do another guest next week as well, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We're going to go to the random year generator. Just going to yeah. tune into the brainwaves of our guest from next week. 1979. Wow, okay, so that's a funny one. We've actually done 1979. Yeah. But you know what? I reckon we can do it again. I can definitely uh, spin tunes from 79 again. Can bags, you? bags of tunes from 79. So, so many. Uh, our guest has chosen 79 and the random year generator has recognised this fact. And um, we'll be back next week. And a, a little clue to who the guest is, and it's like a pretty amazing guest. All I'd say is the band he's in, uh, it was named after one of the artists from the uh, pop art movement from the 60s. That's all you need to know. See you next week. Ooh. I've got time for one more round and a six-pack to go. Six-pack. One six-pack to go. 